The car is bad, we know. Please drive it. Holy shit! Hello, and welcome to F Everything, an F1 podcast. I am Sam, as always, and this is our 10th episode. I don't know what hour means because I'm one person, but yeah, 10 episodes. Feels like 100 in the best way possible. So different from my first episode. Well, first off, because the mic wasn't working properly, but I've just kind of gotten in more of a groove. At least I think so. So hopefully everyone else does too. But yeah, I was excited when I saw that. So today we have the McLaren deep dive. It's crazy because I started backwards WCC order, constructors champions order. So it was the last place team to the first place team. So now we're getting into the crazy competitive teams. So McLaren is next and I'm very excited because I absolutely love Lando Norris. I like Oscar Piastri as well. So we'll talk a lot about them. But first and foremost, there has been a ton of news in the Formula One world this week. I'm going to start with just addressing the Red Bull uh, Christian Horner stuff very quickly, mainly because there's not a lot of information released. But he's been accused of misconduct or inappropriate behavior. They haven't specified what kind of inappropriate behavior. But as of right now, he will remain as team principal as an external investigation is ongoing, says Red Bull. So yeah, we'll have to see how that unfolds. I highly doubt in any case that Christian Horner will not go down without a fight just based on his personality is my speculation. I also put on my Instagram that we're getting reports that he is being advised to step down. I don't know how valid that is. That's why I say allegedly and speculation. So just wanted to update with that information, but I don't know how real it is. So anyway. In other more upbeat news, a lot of the car reveals have been this week. It is the week of all of the launches. So each of the teams is going to be hosting an event where they will unveil their livery if they haven't already and just the new car in general and talk about how it's different from last year's car. I have not seen or attended one of these events. So very frankly, I I don't know everything that happens, but it is a lot of press. It is a lot of fanfare. It is a lot of what I call in my business client theater. So this would be just fan theater. Um, Still exciting, especially since we are waiting for anything Formula One. So not to say it's negative, but it's just a lot of fanfare and excitement and getting everyone hyped up for the season. So every year there are launches. Uh, Today's Williams was in New York City, for example, and a lot of other teams will be having their events this week and next. So Stay tuned for more content on Instagram. I'll be resharing a lot of it just to keep everyone informed. And obviously each of the team's handles will be sharing all the information. We'll get new race suits, new livery, new logos, things like that. Things to get everyone hyped up for the season. And we are so, so, so close. I am so excited to get rolling with the new season. I know everyone else is as well. So this is the part of the podcast where I talk about something very irrelevant to Formula One, but a personal story nonetheless. I would like the general public to know that I drove stick for the first time in my entire life. So a manual car, not an automatic car. I don't even really know how to drive an automatic car. I do. I have a license, but I'm not a great driver. I live in the city. I don't really drive that much. And I drove a manual stick shift car when I was in Florida visiting my dad. He lives there. And I did it 
needing to do it so my dad couldn't drive the car and I absolutely had to drive it or we would have had to tow it and I did very well I only stalled out a few times so I am taking that information that I was able to drive stick well and that I could have driven a Formula One race car so I'm gonna take that giant leap and just go ahead and say that I could have been a race car driver and I've talked about on the podcast and in other content that I used to cart when I was younger and my parents you know, obviously didn't want to fund it, didn't want to take up the weekends. I say obviously because it's very expensive. And I just, this further proves I could have been a carter, could have been an F1 driver. And I said to my dad, look, I told you I would have been a good race car driver. And he said, yep, that makes sense. So everyone just understand that I am now an unofficial Formula One driver. Okay. Exiting the part of the podcast where I make ridiculous speculatory comments about my talent that are in no way rooted in reality delusion. All right, it is time to move on to the actual content, which is McLaren drivers, and we will start with Oscar Piastri. He is awesome. He is a really, really special talent. McLaren has invested a ton in him. He is, I would say, the second driver, meaning Lando. His teammate is prioritized, but still super talented, and I think they'll be more even as the years progress. But let's get into it with Oscar. So he is super young, understandably, 22 years old. He is Australian, so him and Daniel Ricciardo are two I think the only Australian drivers on the grid. Really cool. His driver number is 81. And he, in 2023, had his debut season. And he has been with McLaren since the debut season. But there was a ton of drama surrounding his debut year, which is super unfortunate for him. But I'm sure he made out pretty well in his contract pricing-wise. So what ended up happening was he was a reserve driver for Alpine, He was on loan for Williams, meaning Alpine lent him to Williams for a certain point in time, which is irrelevant to the drama, but noteworthy nonetheless. And so in 2022, Alpine actually announced that Oscar Piastri would be driving for them and have a seat in 2023 as one of their two drivers. But apparently, Oscar never signed a contract and either wasn't consulted about this announcement or was salty about something to do with the agreement. So he went onto Twitter and announced, or some social media platform, and announced that he had not signed a contract and he would not be driving for Alpine. And the principal at Alpine, Omar, said that he questioned his integrity because he should have been loyal to Alpine, even though the contract wasn't signed, so on and so forth. And he actually, Omar, the principal of Alpine, threatened to sue Assuming that Oscar gave his verbal word or was just assumed that they would be his team for the 2023 year. And mind you, at this point, Oscar is showing phenomenal promise. So teams really wanted him as their driver. It went to the FIA court, which if you're not aware, the FIA is the governing body of motorsport. And they ruled against Alpine that essentially he did not have a contract. It wasn't standing. So very shortly after, it was announced that he had signed with McLaren. What I find interesting is that McLaren signed him, but on a contingency that he would drive as a driver for the team if they could negotiate a termination with Daniel Ricciardo. So if you recall from the Alphatari episode, Daniel Ricciardo was on McLaren. He ended his contract early. It was mutual. They brought in Oscar Piastri. I'd mentioned that on the Alphatari episode as well. And then Daniel went into reserve for Red Bull. So 
Oscar Piastri then had the seat at McLaren alongside Lando Norris as his teammate. And that was all in the 2023 season, in the beginning of the season. So that was essentially everything. And I'm sure I just gave a synopsis. There's a ton of more information that surrounded Oscar Piastri coming into Formula One as a driver. Again, unfortunate that it was clouded with such stress and drama, but I think it was all really because they knew his promise and they were kind of battling it out and there was a lot of legalities. So yeah, I think since it's been pretty smooth, he's been doing very well. He hasn't won yet. He does have two podiums, which is really exciting that he was able to do that on his debut year. He is super, super quiet as compared to Lando Norris, but I think Lando in interviews and things brings out a more outgoing, bubbly side to him. They're really funny to watch together. I, th- I mean, I've said this so many times, all of the personalities on this grid are really, really great. I think that's why Drive to Survive is as good as it is and why so many new fans are emerging because all these drivers are individually and together really, really fun. But I think Oscar definitely could show his personality a little more. And as he gets more comfortable, he's finished his debut year. This is his second year. That's coming up this year. So he'll definitely probably let loose and we'll get to see him in a more relaxed himself, mature fashion. I always try to mix in some personal stuff about the drivers just to get to know more about them. I don't have a ton of info on Oscar Piastri. I did look and see what fun tidbits we can put in, but didn't come up with much. I think, again, because he is so new and pretty private and pretty young, so people probably aren't probing as much as they will in the future, but he does have a girlfriend that constantly comes to race weekends. I believe her name is Lily as well. Alex Albon's girlfriend's name is Lily, but I believe Oscar Piastri's girlfriend is also Lily. I have to double check that, but I'm almost positive. And in terms of his family life, he is one of four, but is the only boy. And his dad owns an automotive tech company in Australia. So yeah, I mean, he's in the industry, definitely is successful and probably helped pave the way a little bit, whether it be with the car itself, opportunities, things like that. So really interesting that his family life is super involved, which is the case with a lot of uh, F1 families. All right, let's talk about Lando. I absolutely love Lando Norris. I think that everyone is a Lando Norris fan. I actually have run into people that I don't know just in public wearing McLaren stuff and we always bond over our mutual love for Lando Norris. It is so common that someone will say, oh, I'm a Ferrari fan or I'm a Mercedes fan, but I'm also by default a Lando Norris fan, therefore cheer for McLaren. Lando is such a great, funny personality. He is the cutest and just like such an innocent little guy. He's getting older, obviously, so people have been saying people, meaning, you know, a lot of the female F1 fans, that are straight, are saying that he's getting super, super hot. He is very attractive. However, I think him being like the little brother of Formula One is really what captures everyone's hearts. Okay, so Lando Norris. He is 24. He is British. His driver number is four, and he has a lot of branding around the number four. So we'll talk about that in a second. His debut year was 2019 and he's been with McLaren since his debut year. And he just signed a multi-year extension. I don't believe it's been released when his new contract expires, but his former one was set to expire at the end of this season. So they have signed him in advance, which is 
really exciting and also gets away with not having to deal with silly season rumors. They really just probably wanted to lock him in um, and that makes sense to me. I think that he is doing phenomenal and he's got a lot of promise. So McLaren, great job with that. Oscar Piastri is actually Lando's third teammate in not a very long period of time. So originally he was with Carlos Sainz in his debut year. And the reason that is so notable is because Carlando is the bromance of the century. There is so much content about them being really close friends. They got very, very friendly and very close as teammates and they still are friendly. To this day, I would say more than friendly, they are really good friends. They play each other in golf a lot. They actually just did the tournament at the end of last season for Netflix, the Netflix Cup, which was promotion around the Vegas Grand Prix. So yeah, they are good friends. And it was kind of a bummer when Carlos went to Ferrari, not because of that, but because they were no longer on the same team. And there's also just funny content that circulated from that time of Lando kind of ribbing, teasing Carlos about going to Ferrari. So yeah, if you haven't seen any of that, definitely check it out. There are Instagram accounts literally dedicated to Carlando content. I follow every single one I see because it's so wholesome and so amazing. Not as amazing, but still really great is content or just general vibes from Lando's next teammate, which was Ricky D right after Carlos. They are both really funny, had a really good rapport. I mentioned Lando's previous teammates in this section because they have been so notable. So yes, he's on his third and the others have been boyfriend and husband of mine and just bromances for the ages. Love to see it. Also, something we would love to see is a Lando Norris win. This is probably one of the most wanted things I have seen of predictions and wishes coming into the 24 season is for Lando Norris to win a race. He has been trying so hard, and that which is the understatement of the year. They're all trying hard. That's what they're doing. It's Formula One. They all want to win. But Lando has really, really tried to make this happen so many times, and it's just frustrating to see him come up slightly short in second or third. So I am really, really, really hoping to be watching live when Lando wins this year because I really feel that this is his year. 2024, it ends in four, his number... I think it's going to happen. And he's 24. It's the year of the four. So it has to, has to, has to be a Lando year where he will win not once, but multiple times. I'm manifesting for him. And he has won 13 podiums. So it is time. It is definitely, definitely time. Okay, so speaking of four, Lando has a personal brand called Quadrant, Quad Four. He creates content. He has a whole team. I, in my head, think of them as his posse. It's also like a lifestyle brand, apparel, gaming, vibes, things that Lando likes. When you're that famous and you have that much money, you can create your own brand and just say, it's my brand. Like there's clothing and there's gaming and we're going to do this and that. And I really don't know what the vibe is, but it's it's a good vibe. It's, it's just a lot of stuff and it's Lando and it's four themed and it's awesome. So Quadrant is his, I want to say side hustle, but it's like not even a side hustle. It's a company. They have people that work there, I believe, and it's his brand. So that's his thing that he has in addition to being a racing driver. So I usually say each driver's standings from the previous season. So Lando came in sixth. I didn't say Oscars. He came in ninth. They are pretty close together in that ranking. They're not neck and neck like some of the teams, but they are pretty close. And last Lando fun fact is my outro for this podcast, what comes at the end of the episode, 
is a voiceover from Lando saying, great job, boys and girls. Love you all. See you soon. Thought it was cute. Thought it was fitting. We just love a Lando vibe. So nice, fun tidbit that relates directly to my podcast, FYI. Okay, so that wraps up our McLaren boys. I cannot believe that we are this far through the driver deep dives. We have three left. Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. I am traveling to Australia, so I will be pre-recording the episodes and they will go up as scheduled, but I just want to give that as a PSA in case there's any major F1 breaking news. If I don't mention it in the podcast, I was reporting from the past. So we can focus on Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. Oh my god, I just forgot the number one team. Red Bull. Um... And hopefully nothing major breaks and I don't have to do an emergency press conference. Which, actually, if I have to do that from Australia, that's totally fine. So, anyway. Until next time, thank you for listening and stay fast, friends. Peace, you boys uh, and girls. And uh, I love you all. See you soon.